Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Monday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? Well, I feel good and I'm doing well. That's all that really matters. And we appreciate you being with us on this Monday morning. Coming your way in 20 minutes. The co-executive producers of Untold, the Netflix sports documentary series. They've got a Johnny Manziel doc coming up in a few weeks. We're going to talk to them about that episode. And perfect time to talk some college football, isn't it? Today, we begin the countdown. Until college football season, there are 25 episodes of the DA Show until we kick off Labor Day weekend, the full throttle, full weekend of college football. And so every show up until then, you know how we do this. 25 stories with 25 voices of college football. It's the Sounds of Saturday. The DA Show counts down the days until the electricity of college football season returns with the game's greatest voices. It is tipped off, and Lewis going on the reflection. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Touchdown, over! Touchdown, over! Got a block from Brown. 50, 10, 5, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. Touchdown, Boston College. He did it. He did it. Cody did it. All the the Bears have won! Oh my God! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. It's the sounds of Saturday every morning on CBS Sports Radio. Trips to the near side. Kellogg gets a shotgun snap. Final play of the game. Ron waiting for the wideouts to get downfield. Launches the throw down toward the goal line. Going up. Ball tipped in the air. Touchdown! Gordon Lester camp. Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest. Oh, baby! I cannot believe what I just saw. That was from 2013 when Nebraska stunned Northwestern on the final play on a Hail Mary. Cornhuskers call from Cornhuskers Radio and the voice of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, Greg Sharp, who joins us this morning here on the show. Greg, good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm glad you're able to go back far enough in the archives to find a big Husker moment. It's been a while since we've had many of those. <laughs> We had to go back a decade, but we did find one. <laughs> yeah. 
It's been tough. Tough sledding in, in Lincoln for a while now. And the Scott Frost era began with such high hopes. He was a returning hero. And for some reason, it never got off the ground. Scott Frost never had a winning season. What was the big hole, the big void that they just couldn't fill? There's a lack of attention to detail. In the last two years, 24 football games, Nebraska's had 15 decided by one score less, and they went 2-13. and 13. Well, that's the difference from having a fairly good season to, to doing what you do, and you're firing your coach. So, you know, I, I'm not sure he was quite buttoned up enough as the head coach. I think he's a terrific offensive mind, maybe a really good coordinator, but I don't know that the head coaching gig was for him, and we certainly have seen that with a lot of different guys down through the era. So the hope in Lincoln right now, in fact, the team just headed out the locker room door a few minutes ago for their very first practice, is that Matt Rule does check some of those boxes and does uh, add, add up all those little things to to make a difference in the end of some of these games. Of course, it's hard to know before he ever coaches a game, but is that the sense that Rule can come in and button up some of the things that were too loose under Frost? He's really, he really works it. I mean, he is just tireless, and his staff has just put in a, a marathon over the last six, seven months to try to get ready for this season. What difference does that make in the coming months? We'll find that out. He's quick to remind people that Nebraska's last two years have been four and eight and three and nine. So the reality is that's what they are, and you've got to try to flip that script. Hopefully he can do it. He's got a track record. Obviously, that's what attracted Nebraska to him is what he did at Baylor and what he did at Temple, where he kind of resurrected two programs that were in the ditch and got them to a pretty high level. Greg Sharp joins us. He's the voice of the Cornhuskers as we lead off our 25 stories around the nation. And Matt Rule taking over this program makes it really interesting because Rule has this huge reputation around college football. And the NFL didn't work so much, but in college football, it did. So what were the things that Nebraska fans are looking forward to seeing if he can replicate that he did in his previous stops around college football? He's done a great job of wrapping his arms around the traditions of Nebraska, but not being afraid to change a few things. I think that's really good. I think they look at the Baylor situation where he went in there at the end of the Art Bryles debacle at the end for Baylor, and in a couple of years got him to the Sugar Bowl, got him to a Big 12 championship game, and I think, okay, if he can do that in Waco, what can he do with some of the resources Nebraska has and the and the rich tradition Nebraska has? So I think that's the hope. He's also a guy that's familiar with the Big Ten, played at Penn State, so he knows this conference. He knows what it takes to be successful in this league. And I, I think that's where a lot of people are pinning their hopes. But, D.A., you, you and I both know, I mean, you got to go do it. You got to go do it on Saturdays in the fall. You can't just act like you've got a good resume and live off of that. So he's got to kind of reprove it here in Lincoln. It's hard to fathom, but Nebraska hasn't had a winning season since 2016. Is it realistic to believe that they can at least make a bowl game and win six games this year, or is this a really long rebuild for him? I think that's the that's kind of the hope is that they can get to the six mark and get back into a postseason play. Uh, Coach Rule's also been quick to say, you know, this isn't as bad a shape as what I got in Baylor, and not as bad a shape as what we had in in Philadelphia with Temple. So I think he feels like there's the starting spot is a little higher up than what he did his last two stops in college. Is there any nostalgia for the Big 12, considering that's when all of the success happened, the Big 8, the Big 12, and it looked like they made the right decision when they went to the Big 10, 
and yet it has not been all that successful on the football field, and now the Big 12 is having a renaissance. So what's the feeling around the Nebraska alumni about that? I think some of the fans might pine for some of those days, but I think the administration is certainly happy with the security blanket of the Big Ten. I mean, with every passing day, this realignment talk would make everybody nervous. And I think the Big 12 has done a great job in the last month. Brett Yormark, their new commissioner, I think has been fantastic in his first year in the job of cobbling together some schools and now getting Colorado. And we'll see what's next and maybe in the coming days as they try to find a 14th member moving forward. But I think the administration certainly loves uh, the prestige of the Big Ten academically. And again, the security blanket of not having to worry about whether they this conference is going to survive or have to be tweaked this way or that way. I think they know the Big Ten's in it for the long run. When I worked in Kansas City back in the mid-2000s, I got to go up to Lincoln a couple of times, taking some games and they're an amazing spectacle. But at that time, it was the Bill Callahan years, and there was anger. There was anger that Callahan was kind of an intruder. He was a West Coast offense guy. It wasn't working. He didn't understand Nebraska. And there was a, what the hell is going on? We used to be really good, and now this guy's a clown. I'm wondering, that was 15 years ago now. Is it still anger that Nebraska's not what it once was? Is there apathy? Is there a reality check? Where's the fan base? It's not apathy that because it's this is still the only game in the state. I mean, the, the, there's no pro sports, so the Huskers dominate the headlines within the state borders. So that the, the apathy is is not set in. They're still selling out the stadium on a on a game by game basis, and so I think there's still hope of that. The Callahan era, if you want to raise the blood pressure of Nebraska fans, mention that name because that's where I think a lot of people feel like this thing got off the tracks. Um, we're leaving the Solich era behind them. In fact, they, they're naming the new locker room and the new football facility, Frank Solich locker room, which is kind of cool to, to bring him back in the spring game to do that. But I think the, a lot of people will point to that moment in time as, okay, this is where we really diverted from the path of that got us to the top of the heap in college football. Now, I think Bo Pelini did a pretty good job of getting Nebraska kind of right back close to that. He made a couple conference championship games, two in the Big 12, one in the Big 10, but then they do the same thing. They let a guy go who was winning nine and ten games every season, and then you went into the Mike Riley and Scott Frost forest uh, that we're trying to find our way out of right now. So there's a lot of different areas that you can point to, but I think most Husker fans will go back to the Callahan eras where it kind of started to to uh, get away from their core roots of things, and the hope is that rural can can resurrect this program. NIL was supposed to help schools like Nebraska, where recruiting-wise, Nebraska would need to go get skill position guys from outside. But if you were the only game in town, as you said, the only game in the state, Nebraska fans would be ready and businesses to pony up good money for NIL deals. Has that been the case for the Cornhuskers? I think they've done a nice job with that. I think some on three came out with their list of top 20 um collectives and nebraska's was in the top 20 i think 17 or 18 was where they were listed but they've done a pretty good job they've gotten they've been pretty active the last few years in the portal a year ago they went and got casey thompson out of texas to be the quarterback uh this past offseason they go get jeff sims from georgia tech who's been a two-year starter in atlanta to be the quarterback billy kemps is a terrific wide receiver at virginia that they've been able to bring in so i think they've been able to cherry pick 
some of those things. I don't, but I don't think you can totally in this sport, DA. I don't think you can live off the NIL. You certainly can plug some holes, but there's so many bodies you need in football where NIL can really affect the sport of basketball, right? Where you get one or two guys, and all of a sudden, boom, you're there. Um, but yeah, I think Nebraska has done a pretty good job. Their boosters are opening up the checkbooks to make sure that they have adequate funds to go attract whatever, whoever the coach is and whatever that coach wants to, uh, to try to bolster the roster. So I think they've done a pretty good job positioning themselves in that world. Greg Sharp is the voice of the Huskers. He joins us this morning on the show to preview their season. All right, so finally, for those that will be watching Husker football this year, Probably the change would be that Matt rules tighter on details than we've seen in recent years. Maybe the talent isn't still great, but that they're tighter where they were loose in the last couple of seasons under Frost. It's the hope, and that you can flip some of those close losses into close wins, and, and try to you know flip that script. And instead of going maybe one and seven in games decided by one, maybe you go four and three, and those three wins take you from four wins to seven or something like that. So I think that's really the hope. D, I got to tell you. I hate the schedule for Matt Rule. Just hate it. I mean, Nebraska opens with back-to-back road games. I mean, who does that? Who in this era, big programs? Why are you opening with two straight road games? They open at Minnesota on a Thursday night on Big Fox, and they open. Then they go to play Dion in his home opener in Boulder. So those are the first two games. Not ideal for a new coach to start that way, but it is what it is. You you deal with it and you move on. Mm-hmm. Greg Sharp joining us, voice of the Huskers. All right, next year when we have you on, we'll have something more recent, hopefully, to 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 play for you. I hope so. <laughs> Thanks, DA. Thank you, Greg. Greg Sharp joining us, the voice of the Cornhuskers. We led off the interview playing a highlight of his from a Hail Mary in 2013. He goes, man, you had to go back pretty far to find a Nebraska highlight on. <laughs> but, I mean, that is the reality of where the Huskers have been and where they are now. It's just kind of impossible to digest but Nebraska hasn't had a winning season since 2016. Four and eight under Riley, four and eight under Frost, five and seven Frost, three and five Frost, three and nine Frost, and then last year it was Frost and Mickey Joseph after Frost got fired midseason and they finished four and eight. I mean, the best Big Ten conference schedule Scott Frost had was three wins. So they've had a lot of close losses, as Greg said. And every year there was the promise, we're going to get it fixed. We're going to win those close games. We're turning just another year of the system, year of the system. And, And Frost presented such hope because after Callahan, it definitely felt like they had lost their way as a program, as an identity. And now... You're still digging out of who are you, what is you, what is you at all, what's your identity, what's the program going to be defined by. I think it can still be a great job. And look, you own the state. You own that region. Cornhuskers fans go well beyond the borders of Nebraska, but it's been a hell of a long time since they were really relevant. I mean, it's been 20 years or so since they really were a contender. And I'm glad to hear that Frank Solich is being welcomed back and appreciated because Solich, after taking over for Tom Osborne, it's a no-win situation. You're taking over for the guy. But Solich went 9 wins, 12 wins, 10 wins, 11 wins, 7 wins, 10 wins, and got fired. So 
How much would you love to have that if you're if you're the Huskers these days? The guy went 12 and 1. A couple of years later, he was fired. When we come back here on the show, speaking of some college football, we're off and running doing college football. They're going to have a documentary about Johnny Manziel on Netflix coming out August 8th. We're going to talk to the producers next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, 21 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to us on hundreds of affiliates nationwide, as well as Sirius XM Channel 158. DA Show Maps has continued to put together an amazing Twitter feed where, based on the cities that I mentioned in the open, they give us some background on those cities. From Denver to Dunedin, Cincinnati to Catalina, Kalamazoo and Waterloo, we are on the air. Now that's from last week with Bogues. With over 140 chili restaurants in the city, Cincinnati serves over 2 million pounds of their famous dish every year. They also use 850,000 pounds of cheddar cheese to top it off. 2 million pounds of chili! Imagine that being dumped on your head. The Netflix docu-series Untold is excellent. It has delved into some really interesting scandals, stories, profiles in the sports world that haven't been discussed or dissected before. And they've got a brand new series, a brand new season of the series, which is debuting tomorrow. 
And the first episode is about Jake Paul and how he's such a controversial figure in the world of boxing as well as social media and influencing. And then the second episode is going to be about Johnny Manziel. After that, the next episode is about Victor Conti, who was the mastermind behind the Balco scandal and operation that Barry Bonds was part of. And then after that, the Urban Meyer controversial Florida Gators. So all of that coming up, the new season, which is starting tomorrow on Netflix, Untold, a Netflix sports docuseries. Joining us this morning here on the show is two of the executive producers. And so we say hello to a pair of minds behind what should be a really cool season of Untold, Chapman Way and McLean Way, joining us co-executive producers here on the show. Guys, good morning. How you doing? Doing well. Fantastic. Thanks for having us on. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us. So Jake Paul is obviously a polarizing figure. And McLean, I want to know, when you guys got to sit with him, did you see somebody who was always looking at his celebrity or was there more to Jake Paul? Yeah, it was interesting. It was just like one of those stories where, um, you know, this story had been almost something that I had been coming across on almost Instagram. I didn't know much about, about Jake Paul, about, about Logan Paul, but I had seen Jake Paul, these knockout clips one after another. And eventually I started to ask myself, like, is this, is this kid for real? And I think that, like, you know, one of the most interesting things about this is, like, I started to ask myself the question, is boxing one of these sports where, like, our audiences for the first time starting to become less interested in the best fighting the best and more just people wanting to pay money to see uh, their favorite fighters, you know, try and knock each other out. And I think that that, that, that Jake is all about the rise of influence for boxing. So it's one of the most interesting unfolding sports stories today, I think. So we are lucky to get cameras on the ground and chase the story. And that is tomorrow's episode. McLean and Chapman Way of Untold join us here on the show. So Chapman, that takes us to episode two and Johnny Manziel. I've got a lot of college football fans listening. Manziel has been one of the biggest stories in college football over the last 25 years. And where is he now? Who is he now? What is Johnny Manziel in 2023? Yeah, the Johnny Manziel episode is really fascinating. I think um, because his story is still kind of unfolding in a way. He's still young, 30, maybe 31 years old. And uh, it doesn't seem like uh, it's reached its conclusion yet. And so usually when we do these sports stories, like they have uh, like a definitive ending and a conclusion you can walk away from. But I think spending time with Johnny, what's, Really interesting is he's still kind of working through a lot of the issues that um, he dealt with towards the end of end of his career, and gave a really raw and revealing interview into the inner workings of that entire experience. And I think audiences will will be really surprised to hear Johnny open up. What was what was gripping about the rawness? Where did the rawness come from? What did he admit? I think for Johnny. Uh, what I found interesting was a little bit of what his true connection to football was. And for him, it was 
less about the actual sport and more about this like fraternity and camaraderie of of being with friends and playing with friends and hanging out and partying and drinking and having a good time and in, in a weird way it's almost like that's that's maybe more relatable to us outsiders who aren't you know freakishly talented athletes who um the world is our oyster and can do whatever and so i think him opening up talking about a little bit of his partying, a little bit of the autograph scandal, mental health. I think there's just a lot that he dives into that audiences will, will find pretty fascinating. Does he have regrets about his behavior? Of course. I think, uh, I think Johnny definitely has, has a few regrets. I think also yeah, there's a few things that he feels like possibly um, maybe he was taken uh, not advantage of, but exploited with a lot of the autograph scandals and how much money was being made um, by Texas A&M and the NCAA during those years. And uh, I think, uh, I think he's filled with both a little bit of regret and a little bit of feeling misunderstood. Well, from a talent standpoint, it was obvious, although he might've been too small to really succeed in the NFL anyway, even though we see Kyler Murray and now we will see Bryce Young and others try to that size. But the drug use was a big problem. Did did he explore with you why the drug use was at such a din that he just couldn't get it under control during his football playing days? Yeah, I don't know. Of course, uh, the, the drug use is talked about. I don't know um, how much analysis went into why, or, or, you know, I, I don't even know why any of us use, you know, recreation drugs, but I think everyone's got their own reasons for, for why they use, uh, you know, usually it's, it's to help, you know, put band-aids on, on other bigger issues, you know? And so, um, Johnny definitely does talk a little bit about his mental health struggles and where he's at today and what he's still working through. McLean and Chapman Way join us, the co-executive producers of untold Netflix sports documentary series that has new season starting tomorrow. McLean, let's talk about the Urban Meyer Gators because those teams were dominant. They won two national championships. They had huge stars like Tim Tebow, but boy, they they were hell off of the football field as well. What was the part of doing that episode that grabbed you most? Yeah, so... This is untold. This is our third season of this sports show. It's been a dream come true. We were able to release five episodes starting back in 2020. Our uh, second volume came out in 2022, and this is our third volume in 2023. Um, and, you know, this story has probably been on the whiteboard for, for a long time. We were lucky enough to partner with a wonderful uh, documentary production company called Raw, uh, that's based out of uh, the UK and London. And this story was actually already in the works at, at, at Netflix while we were uh, already wheels up on this third volume. So we, we partnered up later down the road with this. But, you know, as an American, this was one of these stories that with Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow, uh, that was always on the top of the list of something that we wanted to tackle. So when the opportunity came up to, to do this, like we, 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 we went full after it. And what part of it jumped out most? What what was the part that was the most interesting, the most compelling as you dug into it? I think it was just like learning more about this team and 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 Tebow and 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 just the coaches and 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 really like you know this is a team that like dominated headlines in a way. Uh, but like anything, I I think what makes Untold unique and interesting is like we don't do 
you know, 20, 30 hour long, two hour long sit down interviews. You know, we really pride ourselves on doing like long multi-day, two, three day, uh, really retrospective. So it, it's a four part series. There's just so much fascinating things in this one. Um, I mean, I think that that's what, 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 what keeps it untold, but, uh, but this one's a banger for sure. How do they reconcile with Aaron Hernandez? I don't know how much they get into it. Again, this was one that we got partnered up with later, uh, so I wasn't really too much on the ground with it. Uh, but I think it's like a pretty wild story. Uh, so uh, you got definitely got to check it out. Okay. McLean and Chapman Way, co-executive producers of Untold, the Netflix series, which has a new season, which debuts tomorrow with the Jake Paul episode. Guys, thank you. Looking forward to the series. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, you have a great day. Thanks for talking this morning. Okay. McLean and Chapman Way, truly untold. Untold about untold. I don't know. Should be great. <laughs> Going to watch with you. <laughs> yeah. Another company did it. Okay. Hmm. What's coming on? <laughs> well, I got What's two producer about? names you could cross off the list, Pete. <laughs> no interviews for them. We're narrowed it down to about 500 now. Should, <laughs> should be a banger. Thanksgiving 2024. <laughs> the new Merez. So you've done a ton of interviews with potential candidates over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And when when do I float into this mix? Well, probably I'm going to say probably in the end the end of this week into next week. That's when I get involved. Ooh. Yes. So there's Eight. a there's a they're going through the the siphoning off system before I get there. right. Uh, hate to point out to the group uh, that DA is off next week. Well, I'm in for Rome. Oh, that's right. That's next week. So okay. I'm around. Gotcha. That's, that's your bad. Okay, but good luck talking to him before we host for Rome. Maybe after. We'll figure out a time. But, right, so you are going through the candidates. You're finding the the round of finalists, and then that happens this week, and then by the beginning of next week is when I enter the chat. Yes. TA has entered the chat. By the way, are you going to Los Angeles again for uh, for Jim Romy's show? No, doing it here. Wow. What happened? Doing it here. Odyssey cheaping out on the uh, the flight to LA. You know, <laughs> I, uh, that was Delta that went, doesn't take Odyssey coins. That no. went to Mraz's contract. <laughs> travel the travel budget for us went to Mraz's new deal. That's and, right. Yeah. Went to Big buy cannolis that. don't pay for themselves. Exactly. Went to Mraz's per diem. Yeah, we're, paying him, <laughs> we're paying him to be Kramer at the OTB. Yeah. His bit budget. <laughs> Do you know how much it took to rent that park out for him to run like Stanton last week? Right. I mean, come on. You can't just show up and film. There's an actor oh. strike. Yeah, we could send DA to Los Angeles, make or, the Rome fill-in really, you know, stick. But how about we just rent the park and let Mraz run the bases? You know how many takes it, 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 they needed for that fake video about him screaming at Yankee Stadium? I mean, this is this is money here, folks. So sorry. 
can't go to LA. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been getting used to it by getting turned down to go to the Super Bowl every <laughs> true, year. Yeah, so. That's true. <laughs> the non-food guy ate a lot of food at Yankee Stadium last week. That was a big bill to pay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's something else. Because the last week, he said with a straight face, no, not the food guy over there. They don't want me to be the food guy. I'm not the food guy over there. Which, God bless. He said Tiki wants to get him in shape. Mm -hmm. Tiki wants to work with a healthy group of guys. Terrific. He didn't want to be the show pony. I'm not. He said, quote, I'm not the food guy. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but they went over to Yankee Stadium for a game and for the show. He went into those all-you-can-eat seats, and all he did was film how much he was eating. He mm -hmm. took photos. He took videos. It was part of the bit. Look how much I'm eating. He ate lobster at a baseball game. Yeah. Seven <laughs> dinners was his quote. <laughs> so with, by day three, he became the food guy. And, and last then, night, he's lady and tramp in a huge cannoli with a guy, sharing it on social media. I'm sure they'll get to it by 4.15 this afternoon. They... He he took a cannoli that was the size of Morty D'Souza's, you know, horn over here, a tuba, <laughs> and he was eating it with another guy from each end. Yeah, and I think he even crowdsourced: "Is this okay or is this a party foul?" I believe that was the caption. Yes, correct. So by virtue of doing something with. Food, he's encouraging feedback about it. Right. And to be on the show. That's going to come up on the show today on their new show about him tongue kissing a cannoli. That's going to be on. There he is. Food guy. Entertainment. So how did he think he was not going to be the food guy? I don't know. By day three, well, it's all he's doing. We have an example of this. It's called the fat journal. Is his tabulation on on trying to have a diet twice, we we documented that. So, but see, okay, so that's a little different though because he thought the fat journal was still up to his own devices. He could control his appetite. He could control his health. I won't go overboard. I'm taking care of myself. Finally, this other thing was not about his cravings. It was about what his persona was going to be. And he lasted three days with a new persona? Two? <laughs> By day three, it was over. Not even. <laughs> I'm sure he was eating something on the first day. I can't believe I cried last Friday. This. <laughs> <laughs> it is a total disgrace. For this guy. Come on. It is a total disgrace. I cried twice. <laughs> By mm. the way, nobody has turned on Mraz. <laughs> More dramatically than Pete. Well, because he's annoying now. <laughs> it's it's totally ridiculous. Like he's the only guy to go over there. I mean, oh, hey, now 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 he's uh, he's bigger than Francesco was. I I wish I could share the texts of our text thread with the audience. <laughs> you can't. It, it went from "I'm gonna miss you, man." We're soldiers, and you're a brother to me. Brother. We 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 learned how to be dads together. Pen click, pen click, pen click. I mean, really, like emotional bonded stuff, raw reality. I mean, better than untold was uh, right here on the <laughs> was right here on the show. And then I'm telling you, the first texts were "shut up, go away" from Pete to Mraz, yeah. and it was like way more crude than that. Oh, You're not ridiculous. that cool. I'm running the bases. Get lost. <laughs> Cares. <laughs> And now you're cutting them out of the show. There, there's our entertainment right there. <laughs> no, no more drops. Yep.
No, Pete, I, Pete has guarded up the fortress. <laughs> Once you leave, because it's beyond that person. Yes, it's beyond that person. That we can't call him his name anymore. Is it the network? On whose behalf you thanked him for his services? No, I didn't thank him on behalf of the network. <laughs> if, you, if you understood what I was saying, I, I thanked him for what he's done for the network. Right. Okay. Not on behalf of the network. Because <laughs> that's different. It is different. <laughs> I just, if I could read these text messages, it's I, even I'm like, wow, he's being really mean today. Wow. He is really crushing Perez. Oh, it's, it's enough. It's annoying. Basically, you know, Pete, talk, Pete talk, has employed himself to take Mraz's ego and crush it, crush into a grape crusher. He's talking about his. He's talking about his itinerary. I don't really care. <laughs> I really don't care what, what a remote he's doing, what other thing he's doing. I mean, okay, fine, go go do it. Have, enjoy yourself, but we have stuff to do over here. <laughs> no, the best one. The best was you love this. There's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Right? That, that was, there is. There's a lot of work to be done. Pete's response to like one of Mraz's texts was, hey, get over it. There's a lot of work to yeah, be done. And, and I'm, I, I'm seeing all these texts as I'm sorting through the next batch of interviews that are coming in. I mean, come on. Enough. <laughs> it's great. So great. This guy's eating lobster tail and, and, and having 15 meals at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And deep dives into their dynamic already. Too much Mraz, not enough Mraz. How's this going to work? Right. There's one article out there saying he should be the host yeah. of, the, of the entire show. I mean, give me a break. We read some good comments, anti-Sean comments to oh, make there's people a lot better of during oh, that was, last the, week. The Twitter slash X comment section is not oh. a fan of Mraz. <laughs> I saw those. Sorry I opened that can of worms, by the way. So, yeah, Sorry. DA, you will be entering the chat next week is yes. what you were saying. Yeah, <laughs> I will be doing the Jim Rome show from New York, from these studios. Yes. Thanks, Pat. Bogues <laughs> has our headlines. Uh, a little confusion right now surrounding season two of quarterbacks on Netflix. Oh. Most of the recent news about the QBs who turned away the cameras, but then Joe Burrow was involved, according to Peter King. Who did Peter King? No, PETA, the group that is the <laughs> oh, oh, people that, against oh, the sorry. ethical I'm treatment of animals. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Peter King? 1 800 Gambaloo. But also, you got to listen to Francesca, people for the unethical treatment of animal, animals. Which is people slightly controversial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was the human Peter King reported that. However, his Monday morning column no longer con uh, includes this nugget about Burrow and his calf injury recovering on the show. So He either, removed it. Yeah, so I don't know if he had bad information, an editor messed up, but he it no longer is in the column that Burrow is on season two. Does that seem a little piggish to you? It was there, people picked up on it, and now it's not there if you go back and read it. So somebody called out the issue. Got it. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor could reportedly end up on the non-football injury list. The story is Taylor failed his training camp physical because of his off-season ankle surgery and because of a back problem from working out at home. Going on this list would mean no paycheck. But oh, so that's what it, it came out to, that he was working out and... That's, so that's the story, but he, again, he what are we doing this? He X'd, he tweeted on X last yeah. night that he has no back problems whatsoever. The story is just wrong. Uh, all of this on top of Taylor's trade request and Jim Ursay running his mouth about extensions and the running back market as a whole. Seahawks running backs, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet injured early in camp. Walker's week to week with a groin injury. Charbonnet, a rookie from UCLA, is out indefinitely with a shoulder problem. The Orioles scored six times before making 
striking an out seven times total in the first. They took their rubber game from the Yankees 9-3 last night at Cam. Did catcher Adley Rutschman enjoying being first in the AL East? Honestly, I, I love the way our guys play. Um, I think we're really talented and uh, we play together. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see what we can do. Baltimore leads Tampa Bay by a game and a half. The trades kept coming yesterday with the deadline hitting tomorrow afternoon. The Cardinals sending closer Jordan Hicks to the Blue Jays and starter Jordan Montgomery to the Rangers. And the Angels adding first baseman C.J. Crone and outfielder Randall Gritchick from the Rockies. The Mets could still deal Justin Verlander after dealing Max Scherzer and closer David Robertson in recent days. The Scherzer trade made Verlander think again about waiving his no-trade clause, apparently. Max was obviously supposed to be an integral part of this team next season, one of our starting pitchers. So when you see that happen, um, you know you can't help but think uh, you know what's, what's in store for next year. The Dodgers and Giants among those linked to Verlander, who is under team control for next year with a vesting option for 2025. And finally, co-host Australia with a 4 nothing route of Canada to win Group B at the Women's World Cup. Canada, which won the last Olympic gold, uh, does not advance. Nigeria does instead through a scoreless draw with Ireland. DA, back to you. Thank you, Bogues. When we come back here on the show, we've got advanced analytics and your epic fail. Free basing expos tweets. Hey, can we just get Joe Theismann on to spoil the producer hunt? (laughs) That's a good one. That would be a scoop. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Analytics is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. All right, so we were delving into Matilda, BFG, James the Giant Peach, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the author of those iconic children's books. How do you pronounce his first name? Is it Roald, Roald, or Ruol? How do you pronounce it? 50% of you said you pronounce it Roald, which is what I said, and I got mocked around here. Bing, bing. 37% said Roald. 12.5% said Ruol, which apparently is the correct pronunciation for Ruol Dahl. Now, data tells us that Dahl was a fighter pilot in World War II. Is that so? He also wrote for around four hours a day and invented over 250 new words. And in 71, a real man named Willy Wonka wrote to Dahl. He was a postman from Nebraska. Is that so? Look at that. Nebraska getting a lot of love today. Wow. We had Greg Sharp on talking about the Huskers. And a guy's real name for Nebraska was there was a real Willy Wonka. Wow. See, so I was right. Well, no. You just thought that he didn't write it. Soggy Fruit Loops tweets, and speaking of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, what a bad job by Grandpa Joe. Dude's just sitting in bed for three months as other people. He's not pitching in at all, smoking his tobacco. The moment Charlie gets that ticket, he pops out of bed like a spring chicken. Hashtag get a job, you bum. He's totally right. Not wrong. Grandpa Joe is a total deadbeat there. Let's get to your epic fail as 
Schwartz has become the human recall. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel. It's been a bad two weeks, though, for oh, Joe and his company. Oh, boy. Uh, they are on three recalls oh. in the last two weeks. Oh boy. By the way, Schwartz has just run to Trader Joe's and said, I will take all of the discounted cheddar broccoli soup. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tim for the next month for the Schwartz family. The human recall, Peter Schwartz. <laughs> you giving this away? <laughs> oh, take it. That was a taste. I bet you can't wait for the entree. It's the human recall. <laughs> oh, it has to be goofier than that. Here he is, the human recall. Can you hear me now? Do you like Dairy Queen? Hey, kids, it's your favorite, the human recall. <laughs> He'll eat everything that you want. <laughs> it doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. Peter Schwartz. Did your favorite bobblehead's head fall off and the neck was nothing but a piercing spike? He'll take them all. <laughs> human recall. The human recall. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Peter Schwartz, do you like gummy bears? Is that glass in your Doritos? <laughs> I'll eat it all for you, kids. It's the human recall. And you'll never see me coming. It's the Kia. Gravel in your cookies? I'll eat them all, kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's the human recall. <laughs> just, is your falafel too crunchy? <laughs> Those are rocks. <laughs> and he's the human recall. <laughs> I got a lot of meat on my bones. Tiffany, has a disgruntled employee ruined all of your favorite snacks? The human recall will eat them all. <laughs> Victor Webinyama, MDMA, which is also known as ecstasy or Molly. Mm -hmm. I like stuffing. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. That's so good, the human recall. So what happened to Grandpa Joe there in Chocolate, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? He's kind of lame. He kind of is, is no, his back's thrown out. His legs are all shot. He's, he can't, he can't work for the, the family is in total poverty. Squalor. He, he pulled at James Harden. <laughs> he really Everything did. Everything was sinking around him. So he goes, you know what? I'm throwing in the towel. I quit. And then all of a sudden, oh, golden ticket, life-changing event. I'm fine now. We need a deep dive on Grandpa Joe. It's, he didn't <laughs> He's a scumbag. I mean, really? This guy, James Harden, screws over his family. Forced him to drink that drink. They went to the top of the ceiling. They almost lost everything. He's a bum. <laughs> Thanks to Pat Boyle, executive producer. Beat the Body Bellotti on the Wheels of Steel and audio director. Andrew Bogush on headlines. Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm DA, the Mothership Disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.